One of the things that really is a mission for us at Dope Girls Consulting is to really be the ones that are helping other females and minorities get into the cannabis industry. But a lot of times the cost is the biggest barrier to entry into this industry. So we really wanted to come up with a way that we could build out very affordable application templates at a a la carte type situation. So you're not spending $70,000 on a consultant. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Cannabis Corona Report, where we speak to cannabis companies that are succeeding or helping other companies succeed during the global pandemic. And today we are joined by Renee Chetfield and Rachel Bradley, the founders of Dope Girl Consulting. Renee and Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dan. So excited to be here and talk to you today. Well, I have to say, you two are some gutsy ladies. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it's for our listeners. They had careers that most people would kill for. Super, <laughs> super high level executives at Samsung, WNBA, NBA, Rock Nations, Nike. But you saw an opportunity and a need that needed to be filled. And so you basically threw caution to the wind and walked away from careers to form Dope Girl Consultings. I mean, I that is so cool. That is so cool. I want to start with you, Rachel. You're from Chicago. You've been working on this cannabis idea for a while. I and, have. <laughs> so what happened that made you say, now is the time to break into cannabis? You know, I had been wanting to get into cannabis probably for the last seven, eight years now and came up with, you know, that million dollar idea, you, you know, the idea that just wakes you up out of your sleep and started researching into, you know, the medical cannabis laws that were being passed in Illinois and thought like, there's no way that I'm going to be able to afford to get into cannabis at this level and really just kind of put that dream on the shelf for a while. And then after my last kind of really big project that I was working on for Verizon, that's right when COVID hit, right around the end of the year, going into the beginning of the year. And it just was a perfect natural transition for me because there was some downspace. People weren't going to be producing large scale events, like no one's leaving their house, everything's being turned digital. So it was one of those opportunities where it was like, now is the time. Renee and I had worked together in our past. Renee worked for Nike. I worked on the agency side for a lot of Nike business. And we were like, this is the time to kind of grab the bull by the horns and, and get it started. Man, you must be some salesperson because I know that you went to Renee and said, hey, here's the idea. I got the plan. Let's just knock this thing out. That's pretty cool. That's pretty yeah, cool. Sure did. She sure, and I happened to have a, a bank full of Nike money that I was ready to invest in. <laughs> the right person came knocking on my door and I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need to do right now. You're talking about the agency money or the money from Nike. I mean, there's not a better brand personality. And I don't know that I can think of maybe Disney 
you so that you must have an amazing branding insight. What are some common branding mistakes that cannabis companies continue to make? That's good. Man, that's a great, great question. I wish we had more time because Rachel knows the challenges that we've had just by the ones, the small ones that we've come across or the big ones that we've come across. We're just like, it's all wrong from the logo colors to everyone in the same colors to the fonts being wrong on their website. You can't even read what the heck their name is. Really have seen some very challenged cannabis brands out there, but we're excited to help all of them. So that's, that's, that's why, why you're here. That's, yeah, why, that's why, why you're here. Yeah. Yeah. For, for sure. For sure. Because you're right. If the colors isn't consistent with the font, isn't consistent with who their customers, it's just disjointed. It's just disjointed. I'm going to just, we're moving along really quickly here, but, but Rachel, you're in the middle of the Illinois licensing process, which with all the delays must be incredibly stressful. I think I read that dope girls actually applied for both a wholesaler and a transporter license. Most people don't realize just how much work and how expensive it is yes. <laughs> to apply for a license. It, and Renee and I made the decision to go after those licenses. We went after an infuser's license and a transporter license pretty late in the game. I mean, most people are taking six months to build out these applications. And I think we had about six weeks <laughs> um, to build out the application. So it was one of those things where it was like, once we decide that we're going to put our mind to it, you know, sky's the yeah. limit. There's just no stopping us. We said, just do it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard that before. Somewhere, right? Somewhere. <laughs> and yeah, it was a crazy process. We learned a lot of information that we've since brought back to our clients because we were very lucky. It was a very expensive process and we had the capital to really kind of put together a, a very competitive application and, and we're excited about it. We hope that Illinois, you know, invests in the dope girls because we're ready to set up shop here. So. Oh my gosh, it's so cool. But you know, we're still waiting and we're waiting still- and waiting. I mean, the experience that you got from <laughs> putting an application together in six weeks, which is crazy by the way. <laughs> yes. That's really helping out your clients. But I noticed on your website that you have a lot of the templates. So we've had the opportunity to really build out our network and have become very close with some other consultants that have done a lot of award-winning applications in other markets. So Vegas, Colorado, California, Arizona. And we've had the ability to really collab with them and build out some pretty robust application templates. Because one of the things that really is a mission for us at Dope Girls Consulting is to really be the ones that are helping other females and minorities get into the cannabis industry. But a lot of times the cost is the biggest barrier to entry into this industry. So we really wanted to come up with a way that we could build out very affordable application templates at a a la carte type situation. So you're not spending $70,000 on a consultant to help your app and you can pick and choose where you need the assistance. You can pick and choose what applications you need, but you can be well assured that these applications came from a lot of really great experience consultants that are writing applications in other states. Now, you mentioned about your commitment to inclusion, and you know a lot of companies talk about this, but you guys actually put your money where your mouth is. Renee, some of the other things that, that Dope Girls are doing that sort of level the playing fields for your clients. 
So a lot of what the Dope Girls is doing right now is we're taking a lot of networking calls. So we are hearing from our peers and our folks that want to get into the industry and we're listening to them and understanding what the needs are. There are some cannabis companies that are already kind of established and they do need marketing help. They do want brand insight. They do want to understand and talk through how distribution is affecting their revenue. So we're able to kind of guide them through those conversations. We're also talking to individuals, people of color, women that want to get into the industry. And essentially, maybe their skills are in accounting and how they can come over to cannabis and maybe apply their accounting skills into the cannabis industry. So it's a little bit of career coaching. It's a little bit of marketing advice. And then you throw in Rachel's amazing graphic design abilities. It's really all of that kind of combined together and and helping people. Yeah, that kind of stuff is so important. Most people are not experienced with the digital side of the business, especially with COVID. Rachel, maybe you can jump in real quickly and, and explain some of the ways that you're helping your customers expand their digital presence. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the biggest things that we've noticed for a lot of cannabis brands is that they don't have a website that is going to keep people a coming back. Like what is that content that's bringing people back to your website or just a website that you want to hang out in for a little bit, right? Like you're scrolling through, you're reading some information, maybe there's products on there, eye-catching graphics. So I think that's one of the things that has been a constant conversation and a constant thread is like, what does your website look like? What does your Instagram look like? How are you engaging with your consumers or your target audience on a daily, weekly, monthly basis? Yeah, I think you you mentioned the social media. That's another thing. I mean, that's basically what people do all day is they surf the web because they're home. You're supposed to be working while at home, but they're also checking things out. Yeah, I think now is the time. If you can expand your digital presence, I think that's one way to really improve your business, especially now. We have so much more to talk about. I, I just skimmed through all the great things that you, you guys are doing. And I will have links to Dope Girls in the show notes. And I know if anybody wants to continue this conversation with these ladies offline, I'm sure they'll be happy to do that. Rachel, Renee, congratulations. Thank congratulations you. for doing this. And thank I, you. and thank you so much for being on the show. You, you guys are a real inspiration in this time. Thank you Absolutely. so much for inviting us. 